When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Certainty, nothing personal, word of the day, June 18th, 2021. I don't care if Monday's blue, Tuesday's gray, and Wednesday too. Thursday, I don't care about you. It's Friday. I'm in love. Certainty. Who doesn't want to sing The Cure? Coke and I had an argument before the show. I can't play The Cure for you on the show because people at YouTube and podcast people, I don't know who those people are. I don't know if they sit around like the NSA watching videos, listening for music and violations of copyright. Pay me my money. I wonder if I could do Love Cats. Anyway, it's Friday. What a week it's been. So much going on and I'm ending the week where we started it. Certainty is the word because Mark Cuban better be certain that he knows what he's doing. He better be certain that Vulgaris is his guy. So first there was a report that there was consternation, some anger, some distrust, some frustration in the front office with someone Cuban had brought in to be the director of quantitative research, a former gambling guy, and that he somehow had Mark's ear and maybe his wallet, maybe his belt. Who knows what he has of Mark's, but whatever it is, he had the power. And previously on Nothing Personal, we talked about what it is when someone has the ear of the owner, they can go one of two ways. They can get drunk off the power that they have, or they can use it wisely to make their team better. Most people who have the ear of the owner who are not directly reporting to the owner end up getting drunk off the power and it ends up costing them 95% of the time, all the time. And what happens when there's an internal power struggle, refer back to a few episodes, but Donnie Nelson, the GM, leaves all of a sudden, right after Mark Cuban sees this report and says, total bullshit. Well, since that moment, the GM, Donnie Nelson, gone. And then just yesterday, Rick Carlisle, their coach for the last 13 years. Rick Carlisle, the coach, resigned. My experience tells me that coaches don't just resign with multiple years left on their deal unless something has happened to change the status quo. And what happened is that Rick Carlisle got sick and tired of someone in the organization butting into Rick Carlisle's business and getting into Mark Cuban's ear about rotations, who should be playing where, when, and how. And he said, Gnug, it's enough. 
but he took the high road because there's so many coaching openings and he will coach again. Bonus wait to see Coca, not in the show because I just thought of it, but it's a guarantee. Let's put it in the books. Rick Carlisle will be coaching an NBA team in 2022. His statement said after a number of in-person conversations with Mark Cuban over the last week, today I informed him that I will not be returning as head coach of the Dallas Mavericks. This was solely my decision. I wanna help Rick out a little bit here. When you are resigning, you don't need to say that it was solely your decision because A, we're not gonna believe you and B, why does it matter? Maybe Mark Cuban said to you during those conversations, hey, next season, we're gonna have Volgaris even more involved. Volgaris is gonna be helping us choose a new general manager but just so you know, we're gonna be changing a little bit of the way we train, a little bit of the way we game plan. You're good with that, right, Rick? Well, I don't know, Mark. I feel like we're doing okay. We got the best player in the world in Luca. We're gonna sign him to the max rookie extension. I feel like we should have maybe kept Donnie. And I feel like I've earned the right to make my moves as coach. Well, I, I like where your head is, Rick, but the truth is, it's a new world, it's an analytic world, and we gotta get out of the first round. You're right, Mark, we do have to get out of the first round. And one of the ways to get out of the first round is to maybe have basketball people making basketball decisions and not you and your director of quantified quantitative research, Vulgatis. Well, I appreciate that, Rick, why don't we talk tomorrow? Thank you, Mark, I'll be back tomorrow. Hey, Mark, how was your night? Good. You know, I was talking to Volgaris and we have very many good ideas, Rick. You're gonna be very happy. One thing we're gonna do is we're gonna practice eight on eight. We're gonna bring in some extra people and I'm gonna join you. I'm gonna, you know, I normally don't participate in practices just on the side, but starting next year, what the director of quantitative research said is the best way to get the team better is for the owner to actually suit up in practice and scrimmage, but not five on five. We're gonna go eight on eight because we wanna have movement. We wanna show people where they need to be on the floor. Hey, Mark, I don't think that's really the best plan. Oh no, no, this really is the way we're gonna go. All right, I, I gotta go, let me, let me get back to you tomorrow. Hey, Mark, how was your night? Pretty good. I had a conversation with Volgaris and we have an amazing idea. We're now, right before every game we play, we're gonna do three on three very quick games, just to 15. And we're going to want you to be a part of those as well. That's what that's what's going to happen, Rick. You're going to play because you're a former NBA player. I'm going to play because I'm the owner and Volgaris thinks that's the way to go. So is that okay, Rick? You know, Mark, I'm not all that comfortable with what's going on in the organization. Oh, really, Rick? Well, you're under contract, so good luck. Uh, Mark, I got to tell you, you're making a big mistake by depending on this guy. We can do better, I can do better, you can do better, but the way we operate is the way a team should operate. We need a GM and we need that GM to have some sort of authority. And we need me as a longtime veteran successful coach who's been in this organization for 13 years to be able to run the team the way I wanna run it. Well, I appreciate that, Mark, but that's not how we're gonna do it. I appreciate that, Rick. Cut that out, Coca. It's I appreciate that, Rick, but that's not how we're gonna do it. Rick says, but wait a minute, I won the championship. 
And Mark said, yeah, but we've lost in the first round six times since then. So, you know, what have you done for me lately? I got to tell you, Rick, if you're not on board with Vulgaris, then I got to tell you, I'm not on board with you. Well, are you saying you're going to let me go? I'm not saying that, Rick. I'm just saying you better get on the program. Hmm. Mark Cuban has lost his marbles, folks, because he believes that the voice in his head and by his side is the right voice. And we're going to find out. But the new GM and the new coach of the Mavericks, when they're brought in, they're going to know very clearly how things go. And the way things go in Dallas is that Mark Cuban's in charge and Volgaris is Mark Cuban's right-hand man. I'm talking like Hamilton and Burr, sir. Get that, Coca? Burr was never Hamilton's right-hand man. Burr killed Hamilton in a duel at dawn. Hello, Mr. Burr, sir. <laughs> I was just listening to the Hamilton soundtrack during a run. That's why it was in my head. I have no idea. I've got weird things that go on in my head, Coca. I think you know that, and especially on Friday, when my voice gets tired, my brain gets tired, and then I get fired up for a show, and then news comes out like this. And I just, I've been there. Tried to run a team this way, it doesn't work. Rick Carlisle in a statement thanked all the people he worked alongside, and I kept looking for certain names. He did mention Mark Cuban, that was nice. Donnie, good. Dirk, of course. Jay Kidd, yeah. Every player and assistant coach I've ever had here. Hmm. He didn't mention Vulgare. <laughs> resigned. Do you think that he resigned? Or do you think he got fired? Do you think Rick Carlisle walked away from three years of salary? Here's a quick hint for you. No chance toilet pants. They immediately settled because Mark Cuban was ready to move on from Carlisle, was happy to have Carlisle say he was resigning, but you can't fool us at nothing personal. Everybody's trying to fool us these days. Everybody with their statements and comments and actions, but we are here and you are on top of it because you're asking questions that are perfectly worded about fascinating subjects. You know what I want? <laughs> I want to talk to Samson. So you want to talk to Samson. That's a character in a movie called Half Bakes. Get on Twitter, David P. Samson. Hit follow. We're getting there, Coca. We're almost ready to catch Canel. We are like 20 purchases away from catching him. That's it. I'm just kidding. I've never bought a follower, never will. Never. But follow at David P. Samson because we have some fun on Twitter. Instagram is just sort of fun. But Twitter is where it's at a little bit for the humor that I think I have that makes me laugh and then gets Coca pissed off and has him call and he calls me and says, you can't tweet that. Well, it's funny. No one will think that's funny. I think it's funny. You're not trying to make yourself laugh. You're trying to make other people laugh. But I'm only trying to make myself laugh. If other people laugh with me, all the better. Get into my DMs because they're public for now. It's getting busier there, Coca. I'll tell you that. I can't keep up the way I used to be able to which is good for nothing personal, bad for me because I feel compelled to answer all DMs, but I simply can't, even without sleeping. By the way, this week has been a horrid week of sleep. I did the math, Coco, when I woke up this morning. The total number of hours of sleep this week 
total. Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday. That's four nights of sleep. Coca is probably looking at around 40 in four nights. And I'm not at 10. I did not get 10 hours of sleep this week. So I'm a little, little, little all over the place. So the question asked, I'm so you want to talk to Samson, you get in my DMs and I'm going to answer it. And this is about Chicago, my second favorite city in the United States. I went to school in Wisconsin. I love Wisconsin. I just love Chicago. It's like a clean New York. I love running on the lake. I love the weather. I love the people. I love Michigan Avenue. I love the suburbs, the northern suburbs, the southern suburbs, the western suburbs. Some of the best weeks of my life were spent in Chicago. We had some amazing Marlins games and Expos games in Chicago. We relocated to Chicago during a hurricane, I guess, in 2005, maybe, when we played in, uh, um, in Comiskey Park home games. But we had to stay all the way north in some suburb of Chicago. I spent many a day, many a day at the Arlington Racetrack, which is a great racetrack in Chicago. Had the pleasure of being at Soldier Field many times, going to the Chicago Stadium to watch the Bulls kick the Knicks ass. Do you know one time, Coco, there was a playoff game and it would have been while I was in college. So let's say 19 in either June May, it could have been May of 90 or May of 89. I'm going to assume it was May of 90, which would have been the last year I was a senior in college. And as you know, I'm a huge Knicks fan. And I wanted to go to the game because I thought that the Knicks could beat the Bulls. Of course, I was totally wrong. But I didn't have a ticket. And do you know that I talked, this is pre 9-11. So you have to understand it's a totally different world where I was able so many times in my life through high school and college, and even after that, up until 9-11, I could talk my way into anywhere. And if you act like you belong, you truly have the ability to do things that otherwise you may not be able to do. The first key is to never look like you're pausing or hesitating. The second key is to never, ever make eye contact with anyone in security. I got my way into the media entrance of a Nick Bulls game. And I brought a camera and I watched the entire game. Back in those days, I hate that expression. I absolutely hate that expression. But in those days, and, and Coke is telling me because he went to GTS that it was May 12th, 13th, and 18th of 1989 against the Knicks. So it was one of those days. I brought a camera, not a phone. There were no phones. It was an actual camera. And I sat under the basket as though I were a photographer because back then photographers would, be, would sit at the end lines and take photos. They may still do that. But now security is so great. You have to, you know, basically give your firstborn fingerprints. You have to have a retina scan. So I, I basically had talked my way in, got there, sat there, and I got to watch the entire game sitting on the floor behind the basket. The Knicks lost. And the only thing I remember about the game is that when the Knicks scored, I had to not cheer 
because if it looked like I was cheering, then it would be obvious that I was not a photographer. I can't believe I actually did things like that. I'm sorry that people can't do things like that today. So many of the things that I was able to do made me able to know what my kids were doing or what people try to do when they're sneaking into ballparks, et cetera, because I saw it. I've done it. Using cologne or perfume to cover up the smell of smoke or looking at, at blunts that are not quite put out or thrown away. I've seen it. I'm, I wasn't the kind of guy who actually kept track of the alcohol and the levels of alcohol. Oh, you're the first person to put water in to refill a bottle? Oh my God, that's epic. Who would ever think of that for parents who look at levels? Brilliant. Give me a break. I have no idea what I was even talking about, Coca, and I don't know where I am in the show. So I don't even know where we are in the show. Ah, yes, Chicago. Thank you. Question, that's what we were talking. <laughs> Hold on. That made me laugh. It was a so you want to talk to Samson question. Good evening, David. Hello. I apologize if you already covered this. I'm a day behind. But what's your take on the statement made by the Chicago Bears? Are Soldier Fields days numbered? Thanks as always. First time, long time. What's going on in Chicago? I was talking, that's it, Coca. The question was about Chicago. So I was talking about the city of Chicago and thinking about my time in Chicago. It's all coming full circle. I landed that plane on a Friday. So here's the statement by the Chicago Bears. We recently submitted a bid to purchase the Arlington International Racecourse property. It's our obligation to explore every possible option to ensure we're doing what's best for our organization and its future. If selected, this step allows us to further evaluate the property and its potential. I've never read a statement, never say never, excuse me. I have not recently read a statement that is oozing with crap more than that one. Ever. Not never. Take out the N. Let's just break it down a little bit so you can smile with me. I want you to smile with me on a random Friday morning. The equivalent to submitting a bid to buy a property in order to further evaluate that property is you saying, I want to buy this house. I don't know that I want to live there. I just want to check it out. I want to see if I like the noises or if the refrigerator works or if there's a little bit of creaking or if I like the neighborhood. I'm just going to buy it, see if I like it. If not, we'll move on. I really, really like this apartment. I'm going to buy the apartment because I think it could have potential if I tear down a few walls and I add a bed, a dresser, maybe a nightstand, and don't forget about a oven. But I'm going to evaluate that. Are you kidding me? You're putting a bid to buy property because you want to evaluate the property and its potential? Horse hockey. You're in the middle of negotiating improvements to Soldier Field. You're in the middle of trying to get a new football stadium in Chicago downtown. You're having trouble negotiating with the mayor and you think that putting a bid on the Arlington, if you know Chicago, Arlington, I love it, don't get me wrong, 
Je t'aime beaucoup, mais ce n'est pas près la centre-ville. It's not quite near downtown. <laughs> It's, come on. We've had enough of this. Just say in the statement, in order to exert the most possible pressure we can on the politicians of Chicago and knowing that we want the Bears to be in Chicago because that's where we have the chance to make the most money possible, we are going to threaten them by moving out of Chicago and changing the name to the Arlington Bears because we're going to work with the community and the politicians in Arlington We're going to have property that we already own. We're going to get a bunch of public infrastructure money put in, and we're going to have a brand new spanking ballpark. Forget the horses and the doggies and the rabbits and the jockeys. That would be a statement that I would endorse. That would be a truthful statement. So Mayor Gordon Lightfoot of Chicago said, our city is home to some of the world's finest sports teams who have played a vital role in the city's reopening. Irrelevant. As part of the city's recovery, many organizations are doubling down on their commitment to Chicago. Who cares? And we expect the sun to come down. I'm just kidding. That was a Gordon Lightfoot joke. We expect the Chicago Bears to follow suit. <laughs> Do you know that song, Coke at all? Talk to me. I can't hear you. Do you have you ever heard of the song Sundown by Gordon Lightfoot? Yes or no? Do you think I don't know it's Lori Lightfoot? Okay, I'm sorry. Coke is yelling. Stop yelling. I'm taking my earpiece out. You got to stop yelling at me. We're in the middle of doing a show. All right, I'll say it. Hi, my name is David Sampson. I'm the host of Nothing Personal. If I've offended anyone by calling the mayor of Chicago, Gordon Lightfoot, instead of Lori Lightfoot, I sincerely apologize. I hope you know that I would never do anything to disrespect any man, woman, or any other gender as a politician i have full understanding for what the role is and the responsibility that i have with the microphone in front of me thank you is that good enough coca do i have to re-record that so rabbi gordon lightfoot continued and said the bears are locked into a lease at soldier field until 2033 In addition, this announcement from the Bears comes in the midst of negotiations for improvements in Soldier Field. This is clearly a negotiating tactic that the Bears have used before. Yeah. And then that should have been it. But Laurie said, I'm going to go further. And when you're doing a statement, write down what you want to say and then cut half of it. That's the general rule of thumb because it's going to be too long. If she had just stopped there, this is clearly a negotiating tactic that the Bears have used before. Hard stop. She then said, as a season ticket holder and longtime Bears fan, I'm committed to keeping the Chicago name in our football team. And like most Bears fans, we want the organization to focus on putting a winning team on the field, beating the Packers finally, and being relevant past October. Everything else is noise. It's not your job when you're the mayor. I don't want to hear that you're a fan of the team or not a fan of the team. I don't want to hear that you want us to beat another team. That's like the mayor of Miami saying, we'd like you to focus on beating the Braves. No, your job is to focus on keeping the team in Chicago or keeping the team in Miami. And if you don't want to fall prey to the negotiating tactic that the Bears are using, then don't. But you do that behind closed doors. 
If you want to make a statement because you're reacting to the Chicago Bears statement, you could simply say, I'm not sure why the Chicago Bears are making an offer to buy the Arlington racetrack, except they want to diversify their investment portfolio. They are playing at Soldier Field through 2033, and we couldn't be happier. And we look forward to working with them to make sure that Soldier Field remains a first-class facility that is worthy of the great organization that is all of our own called the Chicago Bears. Love, Laurie. I think that would have been fine. Don't you? Soldier Field's days aren't numbered. Don't worry. Okay, when we come back, we're going to talk about Moulin Rouge and Ewan McGregor. And I'm going to talk about a record that happened in Major League Baseball and what I would do, maybe not you, but what I would do when you can't win a game on the road. We'll be right back. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Welcome back to Nothing Personal. It's Friday. You've made it through the gauntlet of the ads. You've made it through a week. It's weekend, baby. I hope everyone's doing something fun. Do something. Father's Day is coming up. For those, for those of you who, uh, it's my first Father's Day since I lost my father, I just realized. I don't know why that just came to my head. I don't know why I just said that out in the middle of a show. Anyway, uh, it's Father's Day. If you're a father, if you're not a father and you're checking your mailbox because you're worried, I feel for you. If you are a father, enjoy it because it's hard work. And today is that day is your day. This coming Sunday, June 20th. So I hope you have a good weekend. Don't forget that tomorrow is also Juneteenth. Do you know that was just made a national holiday next year? It's an off day from work. It's an actual federal holiday. I'm trying to remember the last federal holiday that I remember becoming a federal holiday. It was just signed by Biden after having gone through Congress. So it's now a holiday. I don't know if that's starting this year or next year, because if it were starting this year, then today would actually be a day off. All right, that's it for the show. I'm taking the day. I think it's starting next year, but I can't be sure. So we will be back. Come back after the break and we're going to review movie. Wait, have we gone to break yet? I think we have. Are we back from break? Oh my God, Coca. Okay, we are back. I'm going to the review. Thank you. I watched a mini series starring Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor, one of my favorite actors, started in Train Spotting, which if you haven't seen, see it. Not Blind Spotting, Train Spotting. Don't see Train Spotting 2. It was sort of whatever. But the original Train Spotting is phenomenal, mind blowing drug-induced insanity. Not like Clockwork Orange type of stuff, but close enough. Ewan McGregor then went on to star in a movie that is in my top 
I don't remember where it is, Coke, in the top 100, but I think you've posted it somewhere. It's in my top 10 for sure. Moulin Rouge, Ewan McGregor stars in it as a writer with Nicole Kidman. And he took on a role in a miniseries called Halston. It's a five-part miniseries about the designer Halston. Halston is the guy you may have worn his clothes. You may not even know it. He was not a very good businessman, but he was a really good designer. And the miniseries talks about his life. He was a total party or a Studio 54 kind of guy. He uh, was promiscuous in a way that ended up costing him his life. He was flamboyant, not just in his sexuality, but in his designs. He was very, very close to Liza Minnelli. And Liza Minnelli plays a part in this miniseries. She, there's an actress who plays Liza Minnelli, whose name I can't remember, but she was phenomenal playing Liza Minnelli. That's Liza with a Z, not with an S, it's a, not a, that song. If you don't know that song, Google it, YouTube it. It's pretty phenomenal. Liza Minnelli, if you didn't see her in Arthur with Dudley Moore, you should. Not the remake, the old Arthur. Krista Rodriguez played Liza Minnelli. Thank you, Coca. Thank you for helping me out on a random Friday. So Halston is a five hours or 50 minutes an episode and it goes through his life. And it's amazing what creative people do. He's a fashion designer. And the way Halston thinks when he looks at a piece of cloth and then envisions it on a woman, he's the one who put the pillbox on Jackie Onassis Kennedy's head. He was a hat designer when he started and then he became a clothing designer. And he made a lot of bad business decisions that ended up costing him everything he had. And in that movie, also stars the president of the United States from Independence Day. His name is Bill Pullman. I don't know if you get Bill Pullman confused with Paxton, who passed away from Twister and Titanic, but this is the guy from Independence Day. Because today is our Independence Day. He, he plays a character who buys Halston's name, basically. Even if you are not interested in fashion design, even if you don't think a story about a fashion designer could possibly interest you, still watch Halston because you will be shocked that you will watch five straight episodes. You will binge it without a break. It's called Halston. Watching Halston would not be one of the ways that I would try to break the losing streak that the Arizona Diamondbacks are currently having. They made history yesterday. It's almost impossible, having been a part of thousands of games in Major League Baseball, having been a part of tons of losing streaks, a couple winning streaks, a World Series, a 100-loss team, and everything in between. The Arizona Diamondbacks, who are now, I think, 20 and 50 this season, not great, on pace to lose 212 games, I think. They lost their 23rd road game in a row. 23 road games in a row. That's a record, folks. If I'm president of the Diamondbacks, guess what? I'm not sitting down again until I take care of this. There's something in baseball or in life that we call a slump buster. We'll sit in the clubhouse and talk to the players and talk to the executives during a game. Man, we got to do something. We can't win a game. We need a slump buster. We're not waiting around till 3 a.m., we're not waiting for last call. It's closing time. Last call for alcohol. So bring me your whiskey and wine. No, I'm coming up with a slump buster to get us to win a road game. And I'm implementing. So for you today, on Friday, June 18th, I've got the top five slump busters 
that I would employ if I were president of the Arizona Diamondbacks. Ready? Number five. I would bring families on the next road trip. Their next road trip is to San Diego. Those are the next road games. I would allow all families, whatever rules I had, where no no wives or girlfriends on the plane, just wives, just girlfriends, just significant others, boyfriends, whatever. All rules are off. Anyone you want to bring from a genie to a model to a mind reader to a family, bring whoever you want on the road. But guess what? We're going to do it differently in San Diego. We're not staying in a team hotel. I'm going to work with the traveling secretary and I'm having all players stay in Airbnbs. We are breaking up what it is to be on the road where you go to a hotel from the plane and then sit in your hotel. Nope. Anybody's allowed on the team plane and everybody stays separately in an Airbnb. Number four, slump buster. I'm getting every road uniform. I'm putting it in a pile and I'm making a bonfire. I'm going to burn every road uniform that we have played in for the past 23 games. And then I'm calling the San Diego Padres and I'm saying to them, I'm recording the show live right now. And then I'm saying to them, excuse me, San Diego, would you mind if we wore our home whites? If I got a call from a team that had lost 23 games in a row on the road and they were coming to Marlins Park to play, and I was asked, because that's how it works, the way it works in baseball is the home team gets to choose which uniforms it's going to wear. If they want to wear the alternate dark uniforms, that means that the visiting team can't wear their alternate dark uniforms because you can't have the same uniforms because then you don't know who's who on the field. It used to be that you wore your white uniforms at home and your dark uniforms on the road. But if you've watched the NBA playoffs, you don't know who the hell is playing at home. Some teams are wearing white on the road. It always used to just be the NFL. You wore your white jerseys on the road and your dark jerseys at home. And then so that when the Giants were in white, I knew they were on the road. One time I saw the Giants in white and they were playing in East Rutherford. What are they doing? I don't get it. But now all bets are off. You don't know who's playing where. So you have to look at the score of the game on the TV. And the team that is listed on the right or on the bottom is the home team. That's the way you know. You can't look at jerseys. So the fourth thing I do is I would burn every road uniform and I would ask the Padres to wear whites. That'll be a slump buster. Number three, I'm not flying. Remember I said I would take the families on the team plane? Here's my number three slump buster. Guess what folks, we're driving. We're getting team buses because we're coming from Arizona. We're going to San Diego. We're getting on the bus. But guess where the bus is going because we have an off day. Get ready. Hold on to your knickers and bring a few extra shekels because we're going to Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. We're driving to Vegas. Then we're driving to San Diego. I'm not bringing you on a plane. We're going to pretend it's not a road game. And when we're in Vegas, we're not practicing. No, we're not doing that at all. We are going to have a complete blowout. And then we'll go to San Diego. That's the number three slump buster. What about a number two slump buster? This is a good one. I would do this if we had lost 23 road games. The visiting clubhouse is now closed. You are not invited to go into the visiting clubhouse in San Diego. 
You will appear at the game in your full uniform, spikes and all. We'll have the training room available for people who need the training room because I can hear the GM saying, oh, we got to do that. People have to eat. People have to get worked up. They have to get taped up. Clubhouse is closed. Sorry, folks. Park's closed. The moose should have told you on the outside. No clubhouse access. Full uniform and get into the game. But now, dun da 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 the number one slump buster of all time. And here it is. I'm sorry, Coca, but this is what I would do. On the way back from Vegas, I'm getting to San Diego. Everyone's going to their own Airbnbs, but I'm then having a team dinner in, what's it called, Coca, right around Petco Park? Is it the Gas Lamp District? I think I could be wrong. There's a, a great district where I've had way too much fun over the years, before games, after games, during games, on off days. It's so beautiful in San Diego. But there's a district right around there. I want to say gaslight, but I think it's called the gas lamp. It's red light. Sorry. I was having an Amsterdam moment. I get confused sometimes. The number one slump buster of all time. I am renting out a restaurant in the gas lamp district. I am requiring all 26 players to attend with however many guests they have. But here's the rule of engagement. We're going all night, baby. We are getting so hammered, so stoned. We are partying so hard, but we're not going till 11 p.m. or midnight. We're going all night. Because guess what? We're going to watch the sun rise together, and then we're going straight to the park. So you goddamn right. We're going to be in uniform, having partied all night long with Lionel Richie, and then we're going to Petco. If Arizona does that, they'll win a game in San Diego. Can you imagine losing 23 straight road games? They've lost like 38 out of 42 games overall, which is insane. I can't even imagine how people are not worried. Their GM has taken a leave of absence. His wife is sick with, with cancer. We obviously wish her the best and him the best. It's just a, a, a terrible situation in Arizona. I know some of the employees who work there. I know the president of that team very well. I was thinking of sending this show to Derek is his name because they got to do something. I was feeling like I needed a slump buster with nothing personal pick of the day, but I feel like I've, I'm back a little bit. We needed a win. I was too busy trying to do makeups for my Yankee fans out there of nothing personal. I know there's so many. We get a printout of where people are listening from and who's where, how. There's a lot of New Yorkers, a lot of Yankee fans, some Met fans. Some Marlin fans, some Blue Jays fans, some Expos fans. And you all know when I pick against the Yankees, they win, and the Yankees needed to win, even though I wanted my wait to see to come true because wait to sees I like to come true. Don't forget to put in the in the show, Coca, what the early wait to see was because I totally forgot we added a wait to see. It was uh, Belinda Carlisle will be a coach in 2021-22. So the nothing personal pick of the day hit. My team, the Bucks, my second favorite team behind the Knicks, they beat the Nets. Crushed them in a game six at home at five serve in Milwaukee, 104-89. They were only giving five and a half. Some people got scared away because of Durant's performance in game five, but we didn't. We got a bunch of picks for you for the weekend. We're now 79 and 60, and we're going to go all weekend with picks, including two picks tonight because I'm going to watch both NBA games. And I was trying to think, will there be three game sevens? 
there could be. And how great is that? There's nothing like a game seven. We know we've got the Bucks Nets coming Saturday. But first tonight, we've got the Hawks and the Sixes. They're in Atlanta. The Hawks are up three to two. The Hawks can close out the Sixers. The number one seed, Trey Young and Bill Aquavella can make it all the way to the conference finals. There is no way that the guy I'm thinking of is Bill Aquavella. That's an art dealer in New York. What is the name of the player on the Hawks that sounds like that? Um, he's got some blonde hair. Um, oh my God, Coca, talk to me. Talk to me. Hurry. I'm waiting. Clint Capella. <laughs> so close. Hawks are getting three. Why? Why are the Hawks getting three when Ben Simmons is, I'm just going to start hacking Shaq from the start of the game. I'm just going to put Ben Simmons on the line 50 times. We have a better chance of winning if Joel Embiid doesn't get any shots off and Ben Simmons is on the line. We've got six fouls per player. We've got 11 players. That's 66 fouls. I think that can work. Maybe there's 12 players. Hawks plus three. And then we've got the Jazz playing the Clips. Raise your hand if you're sure that Paul George can do what he did last game. How confident are you that Paul George can lead your team to a game six victory? Are you? Are you? Jazz are giving two tonight. We're taking the Jazz. Hawks plus three, Jazz minus two are the picks for Friday. Let's go Saturday. I hope you're following San Francisco Giants. They're the team of the year. I didn't check the standings this morning, Coca. They've got to be close to the best team in baseball. I think they're the best team in the National League, and I think they and the White Sox are fighting it out for the best record in baseball at the moment. They're playing the Phillies, who have underperformed but Saturday, we're going with the Phillies over the Giants in San Francisco, and here's why. It's a straight Aaron Nola pick. While there's no question the Phillies have issues, from their GM to their manager to their players to their owner to their performance to Harper to all of it, Nola has been pitching like an ace. He's pitching against Alex Wood, who has had a very above-average year as of the entire rotation. But we're going with Nola. Phillies over the Giants. All right, Sunday's game, you have to watch this game. I went with Ryu over the Yankees because I wanted the Yankees to win for you, but Ryu is a really good pitcher, and he's pitching against the Orioles and Batman. This is Matt Harvey's finale. I believe that the Blue Jays, who just lost three in a row to the Yankees, are going to crush Matt Harvey to the point where he's going to get designated for assignment, which is not easy for a team like the Orioles to do because they need arms. But Matt Harvey is so ineffective, so bad, that this may be his last start, and we're going to be a part of it. We're taking the Dodgers. Sorry, he used to play for the Dodgers. 69, 69, 69. We are taking the Blue Jays over the Orioles on Sunday. Everybody got that? Those are the picks of the weekend. Wait to see is when we tell you something's going to happen. Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. We totally will revisit it. There was an announcement yesterday from my Naomi, not. Naomi Osaka, who said that she was going to withdraw from Wimbledon. Remember, Osaka is the one she withdrew from the French Open. She wasn't going to do press conferences. Then she was going to get thrown out of the tournament, basically, fined. And she said that she was having depression, mental health issues, and people were being disrespectful of it. 
and it made me crazy. We did some segments on it, as you may recall. I'm just curious between us, just between all of you. When Rafael Nadal says that he's not going to play in Wimbledon, and the reason he's not going to play in Wimbledon is that he wants to take care of his body and he wants to look out for the rest of his career. Why is your reaction, hey, I get that. I totally get that, Rafi. Good for you. But when Osaka says, I'm not going to play because I need to take care of my mind and my brain, you have the right to judge that. I'm just asking you to look in the mirror and figure out why you make that distinction between physical well-being and mental well-being. Aren't we a better place when there's no distinction made? When someone, whether they're at work, whether they are a teacher, a lawyer, an engineer, a construction worker, a tow booth collector, a professional athlete, or a professional producer, or a podcaster, what if they just say, you know what? Not today. I don't feel it today. It's called a mental health day. So let our kids take a day off from school per year, not a sick day, not a school holiday, just a random Tuesday, call it a mental health day. You need a day, you get a day. If you don't have your mental health, what do you have? It used to be if you don't have your physical health, what do you have? Now it's if you don't have your health, what do you have? Mental health should matter just as much as physical health. And the criticism that's being levied toward Osaka is wrong. And so I'm asking you to just stop doing it. She's going to play in the Olympics. She's representing Japan in the Olympics. The Olympics are going on. They're coming out with more and more commercials. So she is getting herself ready because if you think that she's got a lot of attention on her when she is at a major tournament, wait till she goes to the Olympics, playing under the Japanese flag, trying to win a gold medal. She wants to get stronger for that. That is her business, and I am all in. The wait to see today is about Naomi Osaka. She's now withdrawn from the French Open, skipped Wimbledon. The next major is in September, August, September. It's the US Open at Flushing Meadow in New York. Great tournament, fun to watch. Who doesn't remember staying up till 1.30 in the morning watching Connors against McEnroe and those epic Connors, Crickstein, Connors, Agassi, all those great matches back in the day. Stop saying that, David. Okay, I won't say it anymore. Wait to see. Osaka is going to withdraw and not play in the U.S. Open either. And if you don't realize the significance of that for an athlete in her prime to skip a major tournament as she is trying to accrue more Grand Slams to move up the ladder, if you don't realize the significance of that decision, then you're not paying attention. She is doing what is in her best interest and I respect it. And my way to see is that she's gonna take the US Open off and then start fresh in Australia come the new year. It's been a week. It's been a lot that's gone on. I appreciate every time that you are with me, that you tune in, that you give 45 minutes of your time to me and to Coca every single day. We do not take that for granted. That's our show. That's our week. It's just business. This is nothing personal. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. 
The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com